0: Welcome to 5 to Thrive, 5 Strategies to Equip and Empower Educators, Parents, and Students to Thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Okay, adults, uh, if you're a listener and you're an adult, I think you will really enjoy uh, this podcast because it talks about not the value of play for uh, young children or young adolescents. It talks about the value of play for you and for me. So Dr. Roda, on the theme of play, this episode looks at all the great things that happen when adults take the time to play. (laughs)
1: Woohoo! <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. St- it's raining outside. Let's go stomp in a water puddle, <laughs> rain puddle. Uh, so yes, play is so very, very valuable, not only for our young youngsters among us, but also for us adults. So, what is that thing that you love to do as a kid, where you just lost track of time? Can I mean, just think to yourself for a moment. What is that thing that you just love to do when you're a kid, and time just you lost all sense of time? And now, when is the last time you did it? For a lot of us, it's been a long time. This show is going to be all about encouraging you to play this summer. We're in the beautiful summer months, my favorite time of the year, and let's get out and play. Last week, we discussed the benefits of play for children, and all of those same benefits apply to adults. So let's just do a quick rundown. Play helps relieve stress. Play is fun and can trigger the release of endorphins, which is the body's natural feel-good chemical. Neurotransmitters, endorphins promote an overall sense of well-being and they can even temporarily relieve pain. So it relieves stress. Number two, it improves brain function. Playing chess, completing puzzles, pursuing other fun activities that challenge the brain can help prevent memory problems and improve brain function. The social interaction of playing with family and friends can also help ward off stress and depression. It stimulates the mind and boosts creativity. Young children often learn best when they're playing, a principle that applies to adults as well. You'll learn a new task better when it's fun and you're in a relaxed and playful mood. Play can also stimulate your imagination, which helps you adapt and solve problems. And also, anytime we're working with the imagination, we're using our mirror neurons. And mirror neurons are the things that foster empathy and compassion, which to me are just the mortar of a civilized society. Number four, it improves relationships and your connection to other people. Sharing laughter and fun can foster empathy, compassion, trust, and intimacy with others. Play doesn't have to include a specific activity. It can also be a state of mind. So developing a playful nature can help you loosen up in stressful situations. It can break the ice with strangers. It can help you make new friends and form new business relationships. So it's, it's good for our relationships and connection. And number five, it helps you stay feeling young and energetic. In the words of George Bernard Shaw, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. So play can boost your energy and vitality and even improve your resistance to disease. Uh, it helps you function at your best.
0: So. I'm just reflecting on the comments. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to relieve stress? Who doesn't want to improve their brain function? Who doesn't want to stimulate their mind and boost creativity? Who doesn't want to have better relationships and connections with others? Who doesn't want to feel young and energetic? So uh, Dr. Rhoda, you have my attention. So
1: (laughs) why do we ever stop? Right. When we're kids, we're playing all the time or want to play all the time, and then we stop. Dr. Stuart Brown, he's probably the leading expert in the area of play for adults. He says that we need to clearly define what play is. So he's head of a nonprofit called the National Institute for Play. Well, I think that like might, a fun job. I think that might be the best name for any organization ever, the National Institute for Play. Oh, I, I didn't love my I'm job sure so much. sure he receives a <laughs> lot
0: of pushback <laughs> yeah. from individuals just because our society doesn't think it's acceptable doesn't value for, it. yeah. for, for adults to play. Thinks
1: that's frivolous and a waste of time. But all those, those benefits we just mentioned are not frivolous or a waste of time, right? So Dr. Stuart Brown says, play is something done for its own sake. Uh, it's voluntary. It's pleasurable. It offers a sense of engagement. It takes you out of time. And the act itself is more important than the outcome. So he has a very interesting TED Talk on this. So if you'd like to learn more about this, I'd encourage you to watch the TED Talk by uh, Stuart Brown. So what do we do? Some suggestions to add more playfulness to your life could include, and these are some kind of structured ones, but we'll also get to unstructured. Some people decide to host a regular game night with friends or family. You know what I Just find so
0: interesting about that is, thinking back, my parents would do that on a regular basis, and I I think that that generation understood or put into practice adult play a lot more than, than our current generation. You, yeah. you and I were talking before this saying... Wow, I love doing these activities, but there's always responsibilities added to it, and and I was just encouraging Dr. Rhoda to to take some time off to just okay adult play mm-hmm. that that would translate into it. But you know, in this world, uh, as educators, uh, even in the summer, sometimes I wonder how many of us, including myself, actually stop and say, well, wait a second, I am going to make time for this instead of always trying to run
1: both, uh, burning both ends of the candle all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever played the game Jenga? I'm not always I into I have, it. my wife loves it. Some board games I like more than others. I'm not a huge board, but I love Jenga. I could play Jenga every night, so I'm gonna I'm start having Jenga tournaments. would be in for that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Another thing you could possibly do, arrange nights out with work colleagues, go bowling, go playing pool, miniature golf. You know, sometimes just w- to play with the people that you work with really helps build relationship and connection. Or maybe you do this with your neighbors because you need time away from the folks you work with, whatever. Scheduling time in a park or at the beach to throw a frisbee or fly a kite. When was the last time you flew a kite? wow Right? Wouldn't that be fun? I we we live here in Milwaukee on the lakefront down uh along the lake. They have these big kite festivals. Mm-hmm. And I've I've watched that a couple of times. And I'm like, that looks so much like so much fun. But when do I like go get a kite? Right? Those that's a simple, inexpensive thing to do. Frisbee, love frisbee. Um play with a pet. This is probably my favorite. Puppies, especially, they make very willing playmates. So if you don't have your own, you can even borrow one from your your neighbor, <laughs> take your neighbor's dog for a walk. Or...
0: That's what I always tell my kids. We, we don't have dogs right now. We have four kids. It's plenty busy. The neighbors are great. Anytime they need their dog fixed, they can go over and take care of their dog once in a while. It's a great thing, but actually having a dog uh, in our house. Uh, Just not the best thing right now. Oh, come on, Professor Murray. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Uh, So yeah, playing with a pet is just, that's just play. Surround yourself with playful people. They'll help loosen you up and are more likely to support your efforts to play and have fun. Joke with strangers as you're waiting for a bus stop or as you're in the checkout line at the grocery store. Instead of sitting there looking grumpy, um, you know, maybe have a nice, nice little lighthearted conversation, joke about a headline on the magazine or something. You know, you know what I have found is so many people are looking at
0: their phones mm-hmm. uh, when you're in the store, mm-hmm. etc., or or mm-hmm. where, basically wherever you are. Yeah. You can still have a conversation, and you can still joke, and, and people. Yeah, once it, once you, you're over that initial ice. someone yeah. starts the conversation, it's always, I mean, pleasant. almost always, yeah. it's a pleasant, enjoyable, yeah. and often funny conversation. It's yeah. just nobody's willing to initiate it. Yep. And, and if they
1: don't want to have the conversation, well, they make that very clear and you just kind of move on. Yep. Kind of like on an airplane, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, visit a magic store. Learn some tricks. Uh, invest in art supplies or construction toys or science kits and create something new. Not too long ago, I went and bought uh, to a magic store and got juggling balls. I was trying to teach myself how to juggle because that's really, really good for the brain. I'm still learning. (laughs) I can do it for a very short amount of time, but it's one of those things that, man, when I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about anything else, which is so healthy for the brain. Play with children. Goofing around with kids helps you experience the joy of play from their perspective. If you don't have young kids, arrange a play date with your grandkids, your nephews, your nieces, other young relatives, friends' kids. Man, I think Jesus had to be a pretty playful person. Yes. Because the kids wanted to hang out with him. They wanted to sit on his... I imagine him walking through a village and kids are like walking on the tops I, of his feet. I, I, I imagine him smiling <laughs> yep. with such compassion yep. and joy
0: and love. I imagine him telling jokes. Yep. I mean, I I just imagine him
1: just... just being such a a pleasant, empowering, fun-loving person. Because if he was uptight and grumpy, kids would not have been attracted to him. Very true. You also know he's fun-loving because of his first miracle. Yes, true, true. (laughs) Water into wine. True. So these are all good structured things, but what I'm really going to encourage you to do is is take me up on my childhood challenge, which is more unstructured play. I'm starting a challenge, and we're going to do like a social media challenge in my little campaign to get people out and get them playing this summer. So here's how it works. I'm a fan of unstructured playtime. So recall what you loved to do as a kid and go do it again. I've been thinking about this concept for a while and like I said, I'm calling it the childhood challenge. Uh, I've been doing a little asking friends and family and members for the past few months, what was that thing they loved to do as a kid? And I've heard things like bouncing on a trampoline, going fishing, riding a bike with no goal in mind, just mindlessly riding up and down and off curbs and go roller skating, ride on a merry-go-round, play with Legos. My favorite one was my mother. My mother is 79, and my mother's always been a very playful person. And for the past two years, she's been pretty much bedridden. She's pretty pretty sick. And I asked her what she loved to do as a kid, and she said swing. I'm like, gosh, how can we get mom? I can't get her on a swing set. And I thought, wait a minute, adaptive playgrounds have swings that you can roll your wheelchair up onto. So we found one of those, and we went swinging. And I've got video of my mom she swinging. She had to absolutely so, love that. So I'm going to post it on social media. And here's the thing. Here's how we can all keep track of our play. Put hashtag uh, childhood challenge. So hashtag's like the little pound sign. So, you know, take your picture, take your video of you out playing. Say something about it if you want. Post it on social media and do hashtag childhood challenge. Hashtag's like the pound sign. And it doesn't matter if it's upper case or lowercase, but all one word, childhood challenge. And let's post that and let's watch each other play for this summer. So I first got this idea from doing something that I hadn't done in a very long time. I was playing the drum set. So I played drums a lot when I was a kid. started out in grade school, band, high school. I got my first drum set in the seventh grade. Like I said, I played through high school. I played through college. I was in the ASU marching band. I played in rock bands and country bands in my early 20s, but I hadn't played in years. And so the other day I just thought, I'm going to see if I can still do this. So I went over to the the band room here at, on campus at the college, sat down at the drum set. And, uh, you know, I've probably played twice in the last 15 years, and I just wanted to see if I could still do this. So I ended up recording it and posting it on social media. And I it got such a response, um, more response than anything I've ever posted before. And I think the reason for that was I was just playing, and playing resonates with people. You like to watch and other people having fun.
0: People could relate. Yeah. Not res- but could, They yep. could relate because you were actually willing to do something that all of us want to do to some degree, but uh, we often don't take the next step to actually say, hey, I'm just gonna do it and have fun.
1: Yeah, so let's lighten up a little bit, right? Being an adult can be so serious and there are a lot of demands and a lot of expectation, a lot of responsibility, that's all good, but there's also time for play. So let's let's intentionally do it this summer. So go record something, take a picture, take a video, post it on social media, hashtag Childhood Challenge. Let's just work on intentionally having some fun. That just sounds like an oxymoron (laughs) for unstructured play, but we like to play. We like to see others play. It's whimsical, it's hopeful, it's fun. So my challenge to you is to think of something you love doing as a kid and go do it again. Uh, So let's go out and play. Let's watch others at play. Play brings joy. It's vital for problem solving, creativity, relationships. Like I said, it's so easy to get so very serious. Let's go out and play. Let's watch others play. Remember, snap a pic or a video and post it using Hashtag childhood challenge, I double dog dare ya.
0: Our goal in 5 to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. And today we're focused on adults and play. So here are five key takeaways. Number one, realize the tremendous benefits, social, emotional, and physical benefits to having unstructured playtime. Number two, create time, space, and have the attitude uh, for allowing yourself the opportunity to play. Number three, remember play has no set objectives. Number four, surround yourself with playful people and let us know the effects it has on you. And number five, really, really consider and take part in Dr. Rhoda's challenge, remember, hashtag. Childhood Challenge, all one word. We look forward to seeing your unstructured play. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.